This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Good afternoon. It's Friday. It's four o'clock, which means it is back row and chill. I'm joined today by Chris Keegan. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. You're right. Uh, thank you very much for co-hosting with me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you are an an actor. On for my sins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we met many years ago um, on a, a very weird office job. We did. We? That was a bizarre one. That was. That was uh, they employed actors to work on the telephone lines, and uh, we met. And we go mates, and I thought, come, on, you'd be brilliant if you can chat on the telephone. You can definitely chat on the radio. I mean, a little bit different, but I'll do my best. Yeah, we haven't got angry people calling us up. No, we really don't. Um, oh, well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, just nice people contacting the show today, please. Um, we have a huge show uh, packed, jam packed for you guys today. Uh, we are talking about the Edinburgh Fringe we're going to be looking at a new show called The Great British Mysteries which is like a kind of a mashup of TED Talks slash uh, mockumentary it looks it looks pretty pretty. I haven't really seen a show like that so I'm interested in talking to the guys who, who made that Jube Tube's going to be in the studio Lucy Patterson she's broken her foot I think or her toe Aww. so she's not going to make it in today but uh, my good friend Kevin who is a massive film buff is going to be coming in at 5.30 for film reviews so stay tuned uh, and uh, Chris, I'm going to be walking you through the show. Or yeah. What we do um, now every week, I put together a little compilation of my favourite soundtrack songs from movies or shows or anything that I'm loving. So I think we should start off with a little bit of maybe Guardians of the Galaxy because when you think like movie soundtrack, that's got to be up there. Best one for the last few years, definitely for sure. So this is Fox on the Run by the Sweet. This background chill. We'll be back after this. What an opening! <laughs> I was just jigging all the way through that. Uh, that was from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Two. Part of the soundtrack there. Uh, if you just joined us, it's Johanna James, joined today by... Chris Keegan. Hello. Uh, we're going to be riding this show to the end today. Um, yeah, I think it's time. Every week we like to we like to kick off with a bit of ent- ent- entertainment Entertain- news. Easy Could for I you get- to say. Yeah, I know. Let me just put my teeth in. Hold on. <laughs> so here's now time for... The Entertainment News on Backrow and Chill. Oh my gosh. I like that. I always wanted to be on like a, a news reporter, but I could never be an actual news reporter. No, you can't do the voice. Um, I Entertainment think, news. I probably could, but I can't keep a very straight face. They've got to look really solemn ah, and yes, sad, it's true. haven't they? And yeah. I would just be like, I would just, no. I've got too much of a rubbery face. You, well, you do have a bit of a rubbery face, that's true. I'm not built for Downton Abbey or the general news. <laughs> I think they're the two things I could never touch. But <laughs> Anywho, uh, this is the part of the show where we tell you what's going on in the world of TV, film, entertainment. Um, Christopher Nolan, I'm going to start off with him. Yeah. Um, because uh, he's come out with a statement saying he's probably done with making superhero films. I, I, I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah, well, he's, he's made some really good ones. He has, he really has. Um, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he said that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Or maybe he's trying to have a comeback. Possible. I mean, he, you know, he's doing Dunkirk. Maybe he's decided to focus on more epics, things like that. Possible. I don't know. Historical dreamers. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think. 
I don't know. I think I think possibly he's trying to say, no, no, I'm not going to do it. And then in two years' time, it's he's going to be like, I'm it back, could be. There are There are lots of superhero films out at the moment. So possibly he thinks it's a flooded market. Who knows? I think it is a little bit. I absolutely agree. It Just is. a little bit. There's this like, kind of, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Dunkirk, actually. I can't wait. Yeah, we were chatting a bit about this. I really can't wait to see it. It looks. I saw the trailer last night at the cinema. Uh, wasn't invited to the premiere. Cheers. Cheers, Warner Brothers. Thank you. Uh, I think it was Warner Brothers. I think it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's 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 syncopity, which is Nolan's production company, isn't it? Syncopity, uh, I think. Syncopity and Warner Brothers. Syncopity <laughs> and Warner Brothers. Um, yeah, it looks really amazing. The only thing, and this is what we were discussing earlier, that we're a little bit like, hmm, uh, it's Harry Styles. I know. One Direction being in the World War hard to know what to think about that really isn't I, it I mean you know what I'm not going to judge it until I see him because you know what Harry you might absolutely make me eat my words he might excuse the pun blow it out of the water he absolutely might uh, so I'm not going to judge I just think that I can't get away from I know when he pops up on screen I'm going to be like oh Harry Styles there he, there he is cut his hair and I think it's going to remove part of the the magic of yeah of the when you're in a movie and you get completely what's it called Immersed. Immersed. Possibly. It was called the 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 veil of believability. I might have made oh. that up. No. I mean, if you haven't, it needs to become a thing. Uh, yeah, the veil of believability. Yeah, the veil of believability in films. And <laughs> I'm yes. going to coin that. I know that's not what I meant, but for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, the the amount of people who are in this movie. You got Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, Kenneth oh. Branagh. Cillian Murphy. Cillian? I think it's Cillian Killian. Killian Murphy. Damn it. I am such a Mark Rylands fanboy. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Amazing actor. So, I mean, well, the uh, Christopher Nolan, he did say that he actually compared casting Harry Styles to casting Heath Ledger in The Joker, which initially I was like, what are you saying that Harry <laughs> Styles is as good as Heath Ledger? Sacrilege. Heath Ledger was one of my favourite actors ever. Mm-hmm. I was so looking forward to like, the his whole lifetime of work that I, he was going to do so, so when, much ahead of him when he died I was like no plus also I was going to marry him so he completely fell I mean, up for naturally, me naturally exactly massively pissed off at him still for not marrying me and I dying. mean I suppose in some respects there was I remember there was a bit of an uproar when Heath was Ledger was cast as the Joker I don't remember that I was always like really happy because I loved Heath oh, but, of course yeah but yeah that's what apparently what Christopher Nolan meant he said that there's a bit of an uproar around Harry that, but there was also an uproar around Heath Ledger and Heath Ledger smashed it out of the park he did so he's saying don't worry Harry's gonna do the same so I'm gonna go see that it's out in out in cinemas 21st of July ooh that's so, not too far not too far. I don't even know where we are. What day are we on today? I'm not sure. Are we the 15th? Something like that. <laughs> that sounds about right. We're the 14th. <laughs> I knew that. 15th tomorrow. That's what I meant. Uh, so it's out next week. So I'm going to be like shuffling myself along to the little cinema. See that? I think I might as well. Um. Yeah. So Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino is working on the Manson Murders films, which... Chris had to just fill me in what that was about because I, I didn't know about the Manson murders. So for anyone out there who is like, the Manson what? Could you fill them in on what you told me? Um, I, well, I will give you as much knowledge as I have. The Manson murders were a... Uh, the, well, they were murders, first of all. Um, <laughs> it was uh, the wife of um, famous film director whose name immediately Roman escapes Polanski. Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski's wife, uh, Sharon Tate, was killed by the Manson family. Uh, Charles Manson was this weird hippie music cult leader. Gosh. And and quite gruesome murders as well. Uh, Smearing blood, dye pigs all over the place, and she was pregnant, and it was quite 
gruesome. In LA in 1969. Yeah, really, really sort of shook the entertainment industry at the time. And now there's a film. Well, that's that's pretty close. That's not that far away. Yeah. Um, to be doing a movie about, a f- like, mm, I think when people make movies out of, like, real-life disasters, I think there should be some sort of, like, uh, board that needs to decide yeah. if it's too soon. And it's Tarantino as well, and he, we all know he's gonna what go he's to famous town. for. He's going to go to town, isn't he? Yeah. But the A-listers are lining up. We've got Brad Pitt and Jennifer Lawrence potentially auditioning. Margot Robbie, Leonardo DiCaprio. Again, they were good together. They were. See, now, uh, if you've seen um, uh, Tarantino's uh, recent films, not The Hateful Eight, but what was the one before The Hateful Eight? Not Django. Uh, yes, Django Unchained. Oh, there we go. <laughs> um, Leonardo DiCaprio actually looks in that a little bit similar to... To Charles Manson at the time oh, of so those murders, <gasps> that oh, is my yeah. suspicion. Well, Leo likes to go for the dark roles now. Now he knows he that really does. he gets extra kudos at the awards when he goes dark. So, I think he might be playing that card. Maybe I don't know. What do we think? Do you think that the Manson murders may being made into a film is that appropriate? Is that okay? Uh, let us know. Tweet us at Fubar Radio, and we will shout you out. Or you can email into the studio chill at fubarradio.com. Let us know uh, what what you think about that. Should Tarantino touch the Manson murders or is it just a bit too close? And what other films do you think was not appropriate to be made? Like, I think there was a... There was movies about like the Boston bombings and movies about yeah. the, the Twin Towers, which were made sort of just well within. For me, I was like, mm, not gonna... I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, oh, we've got a nice little picture of Leo popped up on my computer screen here. Yes. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what Charles Manson looks like though, so we'd have to compare the I mean, two. But Charles Manson had a swastika carved into his forehead, so not entirely not like Leo DiCaprio. Oh, you would just feel wrong on all because Leo's a, a hot guy. Like I fancy Leo, mm-hmm. but if he had one of those, if on, he had one of them, on that's his head, just gonna like confuse the hell out of me. Yeah, it be gets like, Yo, dark. Nobody yes, but a nobody yes, but a no, but a super no. dark. Right, moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mamma Mia, the sequel. Uh, it is happening. We've talked about this before. But Lily James has been added. She played Cinderella and most recently was the girl in Baby Driver. Have you seen that movie? I haven't yet. Oh, my oh God. No. I just, I'm a baby. I just keep rattling on about this movie. It's my favorite movie of the year so far. Wow. I'm going to say it. And, uh, yeah, so Lily James, she's uh, an English rose. She's from our side of the pond. Ooh. So I always like it when English girls really get into the I, yeah, I know what into you mean. Hollywood. So uh, they're going to be Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which I get is, like, the perfect title. Because if you love Mamma Mia, here we go again. I, I guess. What songs do they have left to do, though? Well, yeah, apparently it's all going to be all the Mom- ABBA songs that didn't appear in the first one. So, so all the bad ones. <laughs> so all the reject ABBA songs. All the songs. other songs. So that's going to be Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Yeah. Uh, but all the stars are coming back. We've got Meryl Streep, Pierce Brosnan, Amanda Seyfried, Christine Baranski, Colin Firth. And J- Lily James is going to be playing the role of young Donna. So young Meryl Streep, which is, that's odd. Mm. Is, is it a mummy film? Mamma Mia is a, a mummy film. Have you seen it? No. Okay. I'm, so, not, I'm not a mummy. <clears throat> Mamma Mia, it's about... Ooh, lost my voice. <laughs> it is about a, uh, a young girl. She's like 20, 21. And she is marrying her boyfriend. Oh. And they go to this Greek island to have the wedding. And it's she finds a diary of her mum. And she basically realises that she has three potential dads. The mum was a little bit oh. of a... 
of a Lucy Goosey. And uh, yep, and she was dating three men at the same time back in the eighties or wherever it was. Um, and so she, the the girl, decides to invite all three men to her wedding, and she's going to find out which, which one is father of the bride. So it's it's comedy, and it's all they they keep bursting into songs, ABBA songs, and that actually works really well. They've somehow managed to weave all the ABBA songs into this story. Uh, I haven't seen the stage show. I just saw the movie. Hmm. Um, it was quite good. It's really catchy. If you like ABBA, which I do, it was good. Meryl Streep's good as well. Oh, she's always good. It's a bit cheesy. I don't know where you can find it. I, I don't think it's on Netflix, but... DVD? Go old-fashioned? You, you could always buy the DVD. <laughs> uh, all the, the VHS... Probably not the VHS. Probably not, who, no. Who buys anything on VHS anymore? Mm, mm. Do, you, do you watch anything on VHS? But these days, I don't own VHS anymore. I wish I did. I, I can't believe... I had one up until, like, semi-recently, and then I was like, oh, no, I wish I'd kept it. I did all the conversions in the early 2000s. I had mm. a DVD-VHS combo, and, I, oh, God, we're showing our age, Johanna. This know, is terrible. Isn't it? Isn't I was able just... to convert them all across to DVD. Well, yeah, I, I used to love VHS, and I think now I've got, like, a, a proper nostalgic thing with it yeah. and I want to I want does anyone else still watch VHSs like a couple of times I've gone around to people's houses and I've seen that they've got VHSs on there on the side and I'm like wow this is like a walk <laughs> in the park this is amazing do you guys out there do you listen to VHS tweet us at foobar radio that's a bit of a juxtaposition if you listen to you old listen, yeah. school video, tweet us on the new modern way of talking to people. <laughs> or you could send us a telegram if you want to be like extra old school. If you want to go all the way back in time. Maybe. Uh, right, I'm going to go for a little, another one of our songs now. I'm going to go for, let's go for a bit of Rolling Stones. This is from the Blow soundtrack. So if I can just like load that onto my, no, it's not, it's not letting me load. <laughs> it's not letting me load. Okay. Fine, uh, let's go. <laughs> we could sing. We could sing. Okay, I'm going to go for something. Well, I think the Rolling Stones just doesn't want to be played right now. So I'm going to go for Bat Pew, which is from How to Be Single. Uh, with the back row and chill. Back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. Ever the professional there. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I need to get my, I need to flex my fingers. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'll get back on the board. Uh, that was from How to Be Single. Ooh. Or How Not to Be Single. How Not to Be Single. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Your favourite movie, isn't it, Chris? Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> Every Friday night. Every Friday. Uh, right, continuing with a little bit more of entertainment news. Uh, District 10. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, apparently it's all kind of, things are a go-go. Yes. Um, uh, it's the same guy, I didn't realise, and now I'm like, oh, of course it is. Mm. It's the same guy that wrote and directed Elysium and Chappie. Yes, yeah. Did District 9, which has recently come onto Netflix, and I've watched it again recently. It's, it's just so such good. a good film, it's isn't it? It's such a great film. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love the fact that it's like it's just so clever because obviously there's serious apartheid analogies yep. set in South Africa. If anyone hasn't checked out District Nine, it is a, a sort of a mockument. What's the style? Mockumentary, of it? I think, is the is Mo- the word. It starts off as a mockumentary, but and it then turns without, into a drama yeah, almost. Then, without realizing, you stop watching a mockumentary, and it just a, a genuine film. Yeah, happens. it's like The Office but sci-fi and then suddenly it just takes a shift it's brilliant I was going to say it takes a shift it takes a shift it takes a shift shift. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant and uh, it kind of ends on a cliffhanger Mm. Um, so obviously the the director said he'd he'd like to go back and finish the story of the main guy because he did an absolutely amazing job it's so Um, good 
Uh, yeah, really, 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 really check out District 9 if you can. And District 10's on the way. I'm so excited. I can't wait. It was originally made with a budget of like 30 million and then it banked like 280 million at the box That's office. Crazy. So they were like, what? Because it was, it was like presented by Peter Jackson, wasn't it, District 9? So yeah, you, you, so he kind of got on board as a producer. And apparently, the reason why it all kind of came together, Peter Jackson put his own money into it. Oh, really? Yeah, he funded it himself because he bought the Halo set and costumes on the cheap because the Halo movie fell through. No way. So if you look at the design of the ship and the design of all the alien gear, it's all Halo gear. That makes so much sense. The guns as well, with the sort of diamonds sticking out yeah. of it, are very Halo. The guns are... It's all Halo, and the Halo movie never happened, and um, Chris, uh, on, Christopher Nolan, uh, <laughs> Peter Jackson picked it up on the cheap and decided to put his own money into it. How interesting. And make the movie, and it was brilliant. Um, yeah, a little bit of Star Wars. I know you're a Star Wars fan. I am a huge Star I'm Wars a fan. Star Wars fan. Well, uh, there's been a bit of um, controversy over the Monopoly game. Uh, the Star Wars official what? branded Monopoly game because it does not feature a Ray player, which... I mean, that seems a little counterintuitive. It seems weird because considering she is the like, She's protagonist and the main character. Um, all the boys are there. Finn, Kylo Ren, they're mm. all in there, but they didn't feature the girl. And when they caught, but there's a lot of complaints about it. And when they like talked to the company and was like, uh, "What's go- what's going on?" Even the director made what's the it. The deal, guys. Yeah, like why have you not got the girl? They were like, "Oh, there wasn't. There was a lack of interest for the girl character," which I was like, mm. "Bull." But then why is everyone complaining? Not then? true. And they were like, "If you want the girl character, you just have to call customer services, or, and then you can get one sent or whatever." I was like, "Well, that's a long way around the garden, isn't it?" Why would you just? not include the main character the main character of the bloody film they didn't the main character of the trilogy I'm guessing yeah I well we don't know we don't know but we can certainly guess that she's probably going to be the last Jedi I mean you know but Uh, is Jedi plural or single that's the question ooh 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 that is the question I don't know Um, so they recently started a hashtag called where's (laughs) Ray trying to get trying to get the poor girl onto some merchandise there you go hashtag where's Ray Monopoly hashtag where's Ray cracky if there's a Derby version of Monopoly Ray should be a counter in the Star Wars version for sure let's do it um tv right so a bit of a shake up if you are a uh, kermit the frog fan <gasps> the guy who has been voicing kermit the frog for the last like 30 years has um has been sacked so i can't believe it initially I, I'm shook. yeah initially the uh, the room the rumor that it was reported that he'd like left but they didn't say why. Mm. Um, and then now he's come out, he's written a blog post, uh, like a tell-all blog post. His name's Steve Whitmere, and he's worked with the Muppets since 1978, and he has been Kermit's voice since 1990. Well, I didn't realise that Jim Henson used to voice Kermit. You didn't realise that? I didn't know that, no. Really? Yeah, Jim Henson was the original he Kermit. Was the original Kermit. Jim Henson died in 1990, and so Steve Whitmer took over. So for ever since then... Uh, like 27 years, he's played Kermit, and uh, they have recently given him the boot. Is amazing because I'm I am a I'm a closet Muppets fanatic. Yeah. I've loved them since I was a kid, and I know that he did like a Muppets Christmas Carol, if I remember correctly, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic film. Um, was the first of the films after Jim Henson's death, I believe, and he that was it. his first appearance, Steve. Um, Steve Whitmore. Steve Whitmore voiced him then. Or Whitmore. And um, so the new guy is a guy called Matt Vogel, and he played the Count on Sesame Street. (laughs) (laughs) That one potato, two potato. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, so now the Count guy, uh, but I just don't. 
if it's not broken, why fix it? I, I know. I don't I don't, know. He said in his blog post that there were two reasons two stated, reasons. but he didn't say he what didn't those reasons those are. Post- I know. We can we can talk about that for ages. Negotiating, negotiating. That's not the word. Debating we can why debate he left, or, or like theorizing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Kermit the Frog is uh, going to change, but I don't know. Will don't people? Know. Will kids notice? <laughs> That's I mean, <laughs> probably not. Anyone with a good sort of pedigree and impressions can do a good Kermit the Frog, but still, a little bit upsetting because he was picked by Jim Henson to voice Kermit. Yeah, so Jim Henson passed on the baton mm. of, of the frog and said... <laughs> the oh, baton of the frog. The baton of the frog. <laughs> and uh, I'm making up all kinds of like <laughs> sayings this week. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah, so he passed it on. And I don't know... Uh, what what would Jim Henson do, basically? And that not what you're doing, company who own... <laughs> Disney. It's Disney. 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 Oh, bad. A year. That is two really bad moves for Disney. They're not putting the main girl character in their merchandise and they're sacking Kermit the Frog. They are. What is life? What's going on at Disney? What the hell is going on, Disney? (laughs) Pull your shit together. (laughs) What the hell? This is not... I'm just feeling a bit emotional. It's all right. It'll be fine. Uh, It'll be okay. Right, right, right. So we're coming up. uh, We're about to speak to our first guest of the week, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm going to see if my my musical deck will let me play the Rolling Stones again now that I've had a a moment. Please, this is Can't You Hear Me Knocking from the Blow soundtrack. This is Back Row and Chill. Fubar Radio presents... So, darling, it's been, it's been a mad week of showbiz. Do you yeah. like Ascot? I love it. Oh, you love it? Are you surprised by that? I was. I love seeing the awful Why are you hats? looking at me when you're saying awful? <laughs> uh, one year I got compared to the bird on Sesame Street. Pig bird. Was not happy. <laughs> but this hat has given me, honestly, a dent in my head. Oh, it killed. And I remember saying my head was throbbing and then I got this big lump on my head. It weighed three stone, this hat. <laughs> three stone? Seriously, it's given my car a punch tyre. I had to put it in the boot. It weighed it down. Every Thursday, access all areas. From 6pm, FUBAR Radio. You're listening to FUBAR Radio. It's currently Back Row and Chill with Johanna James and... Chris Keegan. And we've got our first guest in the studio, so a huge welcome to Yanni Agisolo. Hello. Woohoo! Good to be here. Welcome, nice to welcome. Have you. <laughs> uh, oh, where's your accent from? Oh, it's from Melbourne, Australia. Amazing. Yeah. Other side of the world. But the name's from Cyprus. Oh, oh. Oh, interesting mix. There's a lot going on, you know. There's some, <laughs> there's some immigration, and then clearly I'm here, so there's some more immigration. Double immigration yep. sandwich. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, and you are here to talk to us about your new show. Yeah, I'm doing a show at the Edinburgh Fringe. The Edinburgh Fringe, which is not your first show at the Edinburgh Fringe. No, is it? I think it's about my twelfth show. So, oh my God, yeah. you're like a regular. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. Well, I was going to say I'm the Roger Federer, but I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done a Fringe show. It's, you know, I haven't either. Yeah, you know what? I spoke to like about. 20 people on the way here none of them had either <laughs> I know what are the chances but, I know so I mean I, I have just big respect for anyone who does go especially it's, it's one man yeah one man it's one man show. one man one microphone <gasps> oh a whole lot of uncertainty that just scares the Amazing. shit out of me but this is exciting you know uh, does it terrify you still or is it a bit more of a routine no I mean it's like sort of going oh you know if you drive a car you've been driving for like 15 years and okay. people go does it still terrify you to get the car again no I know I know what I'm doing now so yeah I mean it used to scare me a lot um, you know you get like the butterflies and yeah. you could you know sometimes you just spit something out and go why did I say that and you go oh because it was like a first date and I was nervous <laughs> but it, now I'm pretty I mean, I've been doing it for 17 years, so, you know, if I, if I was still getting scared 
now maybe I don't know maybe maybe I should maybe quit or something <laughs> maybe you shouldn't do it so your show is called Pockets of Equality yeah Pockets of Equality why is it called that and how did it come about okay so basically it comes from a story um, where my girlfriend and I went and uh, we went to Uniqlo and we both bought jeans like black stretch jeans she got the women's jeans and I got the men's jeans and we both bought them and then like about two days later I accidentally wore her jeans by mistake <laughs> by hashtag accident yes well no 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 look the panties that was on purpose but the jeans <laughs> that was that was an accident and I didn't even realise like I didn't even realise even though like the crotch is like about two inches low and they were really tight and I was like no I've just been doing legs you know and, but no, when I realised I was going to put my hands in her bloody pockets and there's no pockets yeah. like women's jeans and trousers have negligible pockets I mean Johanna have you got yeah look at you you can hardly fit your yeah, hand in I've, there I've got about uh, a little finger depth yeah. going on there I've got my entire world in my pockets yeah right and you've got, you, you've got a Starfleet t-shirt on I mean like I think in the, fu- oh. I think in the future they've eliminated like when they you look have. at the Starfleet uniforms no one's got pockets no, have they no one has pockets at all yeah so feminism's failed in the future in the future of Star Trek yeah but yeah, I actually have got really shit pockets you've just made me realise that well, th- well there you go and this is the ridiculous thing was so my girlfriend had my jeans on and she was having the best day of her <laughs> life she yeah. was and the thing was she bought those jeans particularly because apparently they had big pockets and but that was only big for, for women's pockets yeah. so I was like wearing them and I came I said I think I've got your jeans on the pockets are tiny and she was like yeah I thought these were really really big like she just had a whole day where she was like you know like keys in there and a wallet and like 10,000 books and not even like a Kindle just like physical books <laughs> amazing so it's basically that's the story I sort of jump off from and then it's a whole hour of just about society's rules and expectations about you know when you're a man or a woman and all the double standards that there are and things For like sure. that yeah so that, that was where I got the idea from Ooh. and how is it received because obviously the, well this whole subject matter is, is quite it could be quite touchy. Well, I don't know. I don't think it is touchy because if you just talk about it, I mean, it, they're everyday things. It's not mm. even like they're things like, you know, like um, my girlfriend works in an office and then one day she went into work without any makeup on and people were like, oh, are you okay? Like, you don't look that well. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like, no, that's just how I look. That's just my thing. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my trick of ever getting out of uh, school or, or job. I would just go in with no makeup on <laughs> and they'd be like, Jesus, are you okay? I'm like, man, she really Yeah, you look like a man. I mean, it's terrible. I'm not feeling well. I'm, I'm transitioning and I just need some time and yeah no uh, they it, it was my little my little trick but it is bad that that can happen that mm. you should have to wear once I got I got fired for a job for not wearing heels really wow yeah. what, was it, what, what was it was it like you know picking fruit out of a tree or something like no, that like, did you really need to be was taught? this in the 1960s <laughs> no this was um, yes, mad men this, yeah this was only a couple of years ago I used to work on a, I was working on a freelance on makeup counters in different um, stores so I went to the house of Fraser and um, they expected you to do a sort of seven hour shift on the floor in heels how high did the heels have to be like big proper stiletto like, yeah, ones like stiletto heels and wow I was like, just, and I was like I'm behind a counter you can't even see my feet so I went in and I just wore flat shoes and um, um, some of the girls were oh they never check the day that I decided to do that was the day that like the district manager came down oh. and she saw me and was like where are your heels I was like oh they're at home and she was like go home and get them or don't come back and I, I, I did a I'm leaving moment and I, like, <laughs> you I, can't fire me I quit I did. and I'll be walking out using my actual heels which are in my flat shoes yeah. thank you very much I quit and I walked out and then it felt great for like five minutes and I was like shit I don't have a job but um, <laughs> But yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that you had to. It was like not like an optional thing. Exactly, and you know, and you know what? And if you're a guy, you can get fired for the opposite. Why are you wearing heels? Well, it's just the thing I like to do. That's happened yes. to me multiple times. <laughs> That's so true. Ooh, I'm feeling like video ideas coming on here. <laughs> I make uh, comedy videos for the internet in my spare time. Well, actually, now full time. Uh, but yeah, sometimes you get an idea and go bing. Mm. Heels. Yeah. So basically, that's the whole idea. So it's just about those little things, like the day to day things, like um, I mean, like you know, like my mum's like sixty 
68 years old now, right? And we, I was in the car with her with my brother and we were just, she was like, oh, I'm thinking of going to, uh, to, to Bali with my girlfriends. And she was, uh, my brother was like, oh, you're going to get a bit of bobo done? That's like what he calls Botox, right? He's like, going to get a bit of bobo done? And my mum was like, well, we were thinking about it. And I just like, I just, I just looked at my mum. I was like, mum, you're like, you are beautiful and you're 69 and you don't need Botox, right? And my brother was like, get it done I reckon he's just a bit cheeky and then she, and then she turned around and she thanked him right she was like thanks Steve and thanks I was for like the support. yeah thanks for the support and I was like that's insane mm-hmm. just crazy stuff like that I'm a little bit worried like legit worried about sort of the future of people's faces just because it is so on trend right now to copy all the Kylie Jenners and having it's like completely normal to get stuff injected um when yeah. you're like not even near aging like your face hasn't pretty proper start like my face didn't really come into my face until I was like 25 so if you're like 19 and injecting your lips already who does that when they're 19 oh all the Kylie Jenner want to be follow up people oh. there's a bunch of people in LA that do it it's, it's really on trend it but really is but now really? it's like it's so normal and I'm not judging anyone if they do do it I'm kind of staying neutral but I do think like what if big lips and whatever just don't are not fashionable in like 10 years <laughs> Yeah. It's highly and, possible. And I you suppose. know what I mean? Like the big lips, they're all the range now, the big bums and everything. But um, but that's how trends work, isn't it? Like it goes yeah. all the way one way and then and someone goes, back. I'm going to do the opposite. And everyone's like, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. That's yeah. the that's sort of the big joke at the moment, isn't it? And they're like, you know, when I was younger, when I was oh, younger, when I was 15 to 20, the big joke was, does my bum look big in this? And the answer yeah. would always be, no, no, no. And that's the correct answer. It's completely flipped yeah. 180 Does now. my mum and biggest no, shit. Exactly. Like, Damn it. Uh, it is weird. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that there's also going to be a huge sort of backwards uh, trend of, of pubic hair. It's going to come right back round again. And all these girls. Exactly. Gonna and everyone's going to gonna wear the short, everyone's gonna wear the short shorts just with a little bit slipping out down the mm. bottom. And everyone will be like, oh, that's so oh, hot. So saucy. Yeah. A little wisp. <laughs> but there's, I think there's going to be, I mean, maybe I'll start a, uh, my own company now, but I think there's going to be like weave. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna start you're gonna yeah. start the gonna start the Merkin Express. I think so. That's what you should call it, American Express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I think so. I think all these girls are getting rid of their hair, and then they're gonna be panicking, and they're gonna want to have stuff to clip on and glue on, and all that sort of stuff. Well, maybe they won't even be able to grow it back. Like I remember there was like this woman who ran the fish and chip shop where I lived, and she had no eyebrows because. And my mum, I said, did she draw her eyebrows on? And mum was like, it's because back in the day, everyone just used to take them off completely yeah. off and just draw them on, and some people like took them off and then they couldn't grow them yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, my nightmare. <laughs> and now everyone's getting their eyebrows tattooed on. Yes, insane. I have a friend who's Micro-blading. basically like, I. Uh, she was like, if this job doesn't work out, I'm going to get a job tattooing people's eyebrows on. <laughs> For sure, it's like the number one. Everyone's doing it. Maybe in five years, like the job will actually be. I'm, <laughs> well, it used to be eyebrows, and now it's pubes. Yes, oh my tattooed God. pubes. <laughs> yeah, that is a genius idea. Oh, okay. Well, there you, you got, go. You'd have to pick really carefully your style. So I'm on the radio now. I'm announcing that if anyone makes money out of that 15% is mine for sure it is definitely that was your idea we actually witnessed the birth of that idea That's yeah it's a, it's a good thing that it's on tape <laughs> oh my gosh microblading your vagina though really ooh ooh I don't know I feel how old. sexist you said just vagina I think there'll be men as well just kind of going sure. just thickening it, thickening yeah. it up yeah <laughs> thick it out thick, yeah mm, mm, I'm not too uh, yeah. Mm, yeah yes yeah, well you're just going to fall behind trend yeah, aren't I you will. I'm just going to stick with my cl- current clean shaven look I'm fine yeah <laughs> that's when someone goes I'm actually happy to get old now. <laughs> yeah, just fuck it, whatever. Um, so back to the show, Pockets of Equality. If people are like, I'm loving the time of this guy, how can I find 
your stuff or where can I see you? Uh, okay, so basically my website um, is Why Comedian. Like, that's the letter Y, not like, why is this guy a comedian? <laughs> okay, so um, Why Comedian. Whycomedian.com, and that's got all my socials on it. It's got all my list of um, where I've got gigs and uh, where the Edinburgh show's on and all sorts of stuff like that. So when you're not up in Scotland, uh, that you sort of gig around the country? Yeah, that- around the country. In Australia, I've been in the UK for the past 15 years. So, yeah, just that's, uh, that's what I do. Mm. I do the funnies in the places. I've never been to Australia. Me it's, neither. It's one of my like, oh, I'd love to go. You should but... come, but bring your heels because, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're only allowed heels off the plane in Australia. Absolutely. Um, this is cool. And so it runs for an hour. Do you find that that is, is that exhausting? No. Or is that uh, if the you, right amount of time? If, if, I mean, when I was at school, my teacher used to call me Motormouth. So I think I can talk for an hour. Thank you very much. So putting those skills to use that well, you learn funny, school. You do the show sometimes and people go, that was amazing. I can't believe you speak for an entire hour. And I was like, oh, is that what's, what's impressive, is it? It's not like the creativity. It's, the, <laughs> it's, like, it's the stamina. It's, and you won Best Comedy at Perth Fringe. I got nominated for Best Comedy at Perth Fringe. Oh, no, I don't want to blow my it own. Said, it said nominated there. I just read it backwards. I'm going to blame. <laughs> and as we all know, nominated backwards is one. It's win. It's exactly. <laughs> I'm predicting the future here. Wow. Uh, that's what we do in the show. Uh, so you are going to win. Wow. One day. Okay. They're going sure. to retrospectively <laughs> give me the award that I lost and exactly. take it off the people who won. They're going to be very pissed off about that. <laughs> Got to be like the Oscars this year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Gee. Sorry. Um, it was actually <laughs> Yanni. I mean, that's bad enough, except when they do it six months later on. Oh, crikey. Oh, we had an email in talking about this subject from Georgie. He says, hi, guys. I wanted to be an air hostess, but during training, they told me that I had to wear specific makeup and heels, so I packed it in. It's so weird that a workplace can put rules on your appearance. Uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, air hostessing in heels as well. Mm. That's, I think that's part, like, clown training, really. You're, you're holding all these trays and, yeah. and and walking in the middle of the air. That's like a high, high, yeah, high type Yeah, walking. Stilt- that's high stilt walking. It is. Well, and, and it's also the fact that, I mean, there's obviously air hosts and no one's telling them, well, you've got to wear makeup and you've got to wear this Very and you've true. got to wear that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's kind of crazy that... I mean, the makeup thing especially is just, it's a super double standard. I bet there was a, it was a board man or something, some sort of boardroom guy. I'd be like, well, where's your makeup, mate? I think you need it. Look at those paws. Where are your heels? Uh, Stewart. Or the, but then now, what does that mean? Only the girls? Like, what about the guy stewards? I don't know. I think you know. You know. Do you remember when it was really hot about three weeks ago, mm. and um, uh, a lot of men wanted to wear shorts to their mm-hmm. work, and they weren't allowed to wear shorts, and a bunch of them went in wearing dresses. Yeah, this because was... the dress code was basically saying, well, you can wear dresses, but you can't wear shorts. So one day, and also at a school, a bunch of kids did it. I saw that on the news in Solidarity. They all went. They, they all, all did it, dresses. and all these boys had such balls. It was amazing. Yeah, I reckon like all the air stewards should do the same thing. Like one day, just basically go in. in dresses and makeup right and just kind of go well you know this is just to point out an inconsistency yeah for sure i would love that i'm flying that airline yeah that would yeah be fun absolutely i there was was i used to really put air hostesses when i was a kid i used to really want to be one there was this sort of dream about i did i guess i didn't There's really glamour to it isn't yeah it? i didn't really think about like the actual having to fly to all these <laughs> getting jet lag all the time it's and a 24 hour shift as a waiter really yeah basically <laughs> um i just thought it was like wow because back in the day flying in an airplane it was the coolest most amazing thing ever like the longer the flight the better because the more movies you could watch it was just the best and then now as i get older every time i take off i'm a bit like the laws of probability <laughs> how many times can I fly around the world before something bad happens um, I get more nervous as I fly as I get older rather than more relaxed mm. yeah and weird. if the plane crashes they'll have to identify you using your heels exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Primark that's Diana. Primark the Primark do you know I think Richard, Richard Branson 
served as an air hostess on one of his flights a few years back in full makeup, heels, and dress. Really? It might have been he lost a bet. But I have a very strong memory of uh, photos of him all over the Virgin website, dressed up as an air hostess with full makeup, Go heels, the number. I heard that Richard Branson actually just likes doing that, and he oh, said he lost a bet. That's it. I yeah. Know. Oh, unfortunately, I've lost a bet with who? No more questions. Thank you very much. <laughs> and just to, how do you put together a show like Pockets of Equality? How do you? Where do you start from? Well, oh. obviously, you started from your real life experience, but actually writing the entire hour oh i just like i just think up um stories uh experiences i talk to i tell my friends that i'm writing a show about this and then often they'll share stories so you just sort of collate the material and then um just sort of like work out which stories i think really illustrated best work out a structure of where i want it to start and where i want it to go Mm -hmm. and then i just fluff it out like i just write jokes around the stories and then you do it and you hope that it works and then you do it you see how it goes and then yeah. the bits that work you keep them in the bits that don't you chuck them out and and that's basically how it evolves i mean i've done it in australia at about five festivals so when i do my first show in edinburgh it'll, it'll be about the 70th time i've done it wow yeah and what do you what who will you go and see when you're in edinburgh or do you have any time to go and see the oh, other oh yeah yeah you've yeah. always you've always got time but there's like no end of what's that law they say that the amount of work you have to do expands to fit the time that you have to do it yes. oh, it's yeah it's basically yeah. like that except on a 24 essay hour clock yeah i call it essay theory if you can get given a month to write an essay it'll take you a month an hour you can do it in an hour yep very true yeah and your friends are like you want to come out and you go i can't i've got an essay and then you stay at home and watch box sets yeah for sure yeah that was, uh, no there's heaps there's heaps of really good comedians um there's uh, i mean a band band you know a band band rob Broder- they're basically do, yeah. yeah they're fantastic brilliant. I'm gonna go, gonna go see those guys um, Daniel Kitson's doing a show there who I saw in uh, Melbourne I might go and see how that's evolved but I mean it's just the world's biggest arts festival and like some of the best stuff you're going to see you don't even know it exists before you even go yeah. you're going to wander up someone in a pub is going to go I saw this thing it was the best and you know you just go along so if you are heading up that's my advice like just keep uh, keep talking to people tell them what you've liked ask them what they've liked and word that's of the, mouth yeah exactly the best way. and also if you go to a free fringe show uh, at the end you know we ask for a collection and you know the buckets can get very heavy so I recommend notes instead of coins <laughs> that's a good idea you know it's practical practically absolutely yeah. Um, so when when are you performing from? It's the fifth to the twenty seventh of August. Yeah, basically it's the first Saturday oh till the last Sunday, um, and I'm on every day except I've taken Mondays off this year, which is totally unprecedented. Mm. That's what you do after you've been doing it fifteen years. You become an old man and go. I can't I think do you've seven days it. a week. I think you've definitely earned your. If there was like a, a Scouts badge for Edinburgh Festival, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. The Edinburgh Fringe Scouts badge. I That's think, right. Yeah, you've got definitely got that. <laughs> and it's a green badge too, not the red one or the blue one. It's like the high level green. Edinburgh Fringe badge. Absolutely. Have you ever considered doing a, not a one man? Have you done sort of group shows? Well, or? I do another show which um, I host, right? And it's with three other comedians, and it's called Comedians Against Humanity. So ooh. basically, <laughs> yeah, ooh, like, and that's basically an improvised comedy show where everyone in the audience gets three of the white cards against humanity cards, and then we just um, then we get the suggestions for the comedians to improvise on from yeah. the cards. Um, so that's like a sort of group show where you know they do some impro and they bounce off me, bounce off the audience. It's super super fun, and um, so yeah, I've done that, and um, I've done a couple of shows, sketch comedy shows, impro shows, things like that. So, yeah. but you know, stand up sort of. It's not my first love, but it's my main thing. And how did you start, like, all those years ago? Like, Well, I was at law school, and I thought, this won't do. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I object to this life. I'm going yeah, to go to the stage, darling. No, you all, I, was just, I was studying law and finance, which is all true. And wow. I, my mum has two degrees in a drawer at home. <laughs> <laughs> two degrees and some lost dreams. And, um, yeah, so I basically started doing comedy while I was at uni. And, um, 
and it got to a point where I was working at this law firm and I was just talking to other artistically minded people. You always find each other, you know, if you work in an office environment, you're kind of like, are you a misfit? I'm a misfit too. Yeah. Do you want to leave? I want to leave as well. And, you know, people would say stuff like, oh, you do stand up. And I said, yeah. And they were like, well, you know, are you good at it? And I was like, I, I think so. <laughs> people tell me I'm good at it. And then they say, well, could you do it for a living? And I was like, I, I think so. And, you know, I remember about two people saying to me, if I could do anything else other than this, I would do it. And so I just decided um, uh, I'd been traveling. I took a gap year after uni. I came to the UK. I was on the circuit doing some gigs and I knew there was a big comedy circuit mm -hmm. here. So I just made a decision and I thought I'm going to move over. And that was in 2004 with my Cyprus passport. They just joined the EU. So I've been here for the entire EU thing, for the start, the middle and, and the, the end. end. <laughs> <laughs> And if you've got, are there any like budding uh, stand-up comedians out there who's like, oh, where do I start? What do I do? If I, I think I want to do this, but what do I, what do I do? Well, it's like if you, if someone says, you know, oh, I really want to sing, you wouldn't tell them. You go, well, just go into the garden and plant some tomatoes. You'd be like, sing. That's mm -hmm. what. If you want to do a thing, do it. Right. If you want to be a comic, go to comedy nights, watch comics, and then pick an open spot night, write some jokes, and just go and do them. And you will be terrible. <laughs> but that's what it is when you start. You know, you and can't you expect to just roll in and be amazing it's something you've never done before but for sure. yeah you just do it and keep going and then eventually you get to sit in a radio studio and say well I've been doing it for 17 years <laughs> you see I've got the uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Scouts Bad of Honour um, <laughs> and um, oh no that was it my my, my my little question just floated away in oh, the air. I there. have one. Um, Go on. And you're clearly a fan of uh, comedy at the Fringe. Yeah. Um, is there any other type of performance you go up there? Because I know there's a lot of burlesque and things up there, which I'm a big fan of as yeah, well. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I always see a bit of everything. Like, I mean, my brother's a choreographer and a dancer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know that much about it, but I've sort of been exposed to it and there's heaps of dance up at the Fringe. So I normally see, like, one dance show or something and then there's always, like, a, a play that I want to see. Like, you know, someone's doing... 1984 as a play or something like that and then there's always some weird thing that I took my mum to this thing called Fuerza Bruta anyone know about Fuerza I've Bruta? I've heard of it yeah no. it's this Argentinian sort of like circusy um, interactive experience and Ooh. you take a bus out to this weird big shipping um, like dock and they set this whole thing up and it's all done with like you know high tempo dance music and there's there was and there's just weird sort of things like that that exist that you'll never see anywhere else. So I always go and see one of those things. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, that's... The, the older I get, the older I get, Sonny, the more I appreciate the fact that <laughs> there really is nowhere like Edinburgh in the whole world. So when you're there, you've got to take advantage of it. I it's recently true. I went to Edinburgh for the first time. Uh, it was pissing it down with rain. We were trying to film. Pack and it a was Mac. Yeah, it was wet. Beautiful city, but wet. But it, um, even though it's in you know, the United Kingdom, it felt so foreign. Because mm. the, the city is so old and cobbled, and and I felt like well, we get all, all of us there on the film crew get going. Oh, I feel like we're in sort of well since two thousand and four. It's felt like Hogwarts. Yes, yes, yeah. Like that's yeah. basically it. You look and go, is that Hogwarts? And it's like, well, they did feel some of the, film some of the external shots there. That's why you think that's, that's Hogwarts. Oh no, just be like, yes, that is that is that is Hogwarts. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Exactly. And then for the fringe, the whole city just changes, morphs completely. Mm. Well, I always say to people, they go, oh, well, you know, how do you describe Edinburgh? And I say, well, you know, in, 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 say Melbourne Comedy Festival, they put a comedy festival in the city. At the Edinburgh Fringe, the city becomes a festival, and that's the difference. Is that mm. literally is a show here, and then two doors down, there's a show, and then there's another show, and it, it's just insane. Like there's nothing like it. It's so overwhelming, and it just really takes it over. One day I must get my shit together Me and, too. and go up. We should like we should make a pact. If we push right the other. What right about now. what about this year? 
Oh, I've got something on in October, <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I've got something on for that entire month. <laughs> yeah, just every day. Um, so we are talking about Pockets of Equality, brand new show. It's going to be on at the Edinburgh Fringe this year, 5th to the 27th of August. Where is the location of it? Oh, it's at the Banshee Labyrinth, which is this insane rock bar. I've never done a show there before, but I've seen heaps of shows. It's one of these things, that, you know, one of these typical Edinburgh buildings where you could take your phone in there and die and no one would know <laughs> because there's just like five metres of rock between you and the outside and it's just yeah this real gothic sort of rock bar and they've got a bunch of um, rooms uh, sort of 40-50 seater rooms and um, like yeah you, it's it's a real classic Edinburgh-y sort of, um, sort, of, sort of vibe so if people want tickets where shall they head to? Where well it's to? part of the Free Fringe which uh, oh. is basically where I don't pay for the venue uh, audience don't pay to come in and then we do a collection so it's basically like busking so you go in you see the show and you pay what you think it was worth brilliant yeah and so it's a, it's a really nice way of um, making the fringe affordable yeah. and you get all sorts of people putting what they can afford. One dude put £50 in my bucket oh. one time and it was a Scottish Falling. it was a Scottish £50 note which, I, <laughs> which I'm reliably assured by the Bank of England doesn't exist. Um, oh. but no, I know it does exist oh, but okay. I'm just saying like you have to spend that because you can't even spend a fi- a, an English 50 without people looking at you weird down yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. I, I didn't even see one until I was like 22. I don't, it was like a myth. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, what like is this massive ja- piece of red paper with the Queen on? What? Yeah. You but, can have the Jabberwocky or the 50 pound note well I'll take the Jabberwocky because it exists <laughs> yeah duh <laughs> fake monopoly money well a huge huge thank you for coming on the show thanks and for having all me all the best of luck I mean you're, I don't even need to give you luck you're pro at this uh, listen if you've done it at the Edinburgh Fringe you know you take all the luck you can amazing so I'm gonna go into a little bit of music now we're gonna go Welcome to the Jungle Guns and Roses which oh, recently was on what movie trailer anyone know no, no. no. Oh, it's the new Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. Of course, there's a new Jumanji. Yes, it's oh. Dwayne the Rock out. Johnson. Oh, it's gonna be Dwayne Rock Johnson, uh, Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Uh, it looks, it looks quite good. Quite oh. good. So. so someone's gonna do it in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so this is Welcome to the Jungle on Back Row and Chill. <laughs> Joey Page Show, it's all about new music, it's all about alternative music, it's all about in-depth band interviews, all about hilarious little games of a musical twist, and it's all about teaching my dumb old musical mate, Cy Thomas, the other side of the desk, all about music, he knows nothing. With Oasis, what are your thoughts then? Because I've got a thought on them. Go on, you give me... I reckon, like, everyone watches them, they share clips of them going, oh, they, oh I can't let they speak the truth, or they're just, they're really, they just don't care what they say, there's no filter, blah, blah, blah. they just not like... Dickheads. Every Wednesday. Joey Page. From 2pm. Fubar Radio. You're listening to Fubar Radio. It's Back Row and Chill with Johanna James and... Chris Keegan. And we're halfway through the show. Congratulations, Chris. Ooh, thank you very much. And we have our second guests into the studio. So a huge welcome to Rose Robinson and Joseph Hancock. Hello. Very Hello. stage... Brilliant names. They sound like super famous already. <laughs> Very uh, theatrical. You Rose call Robinson. me Joseph. Only my mum calls oh, me Joseph. Sorry. <laughs> I'm jo. gonna start calling you Joseph. You Joseph, should. behave. <laughs> I know your full when a full name comes out it gives a bit of a oh, business. Does something yeah. wrong. Mum? Yeah. yeah. It's like that kid in the supermarket getting told off and you think it's you. Now Joseph. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Jesus. Do you remember when you used to get lost in the supermarket? All the time. And you have to go on the tannoy. I have a very vivid memory of t- holding onto my mum's trolley and turning round <laughs> and it not being my mother. And I just shit my pants. <laughs> I, I cannot think of anything more scary in that moment. I had a, a friend who um, 
when he got lost as a little boy, um, got lost, and so they went to the Tannoy person and said, what's your name? And then the Tannoy came over, um, and his his name was James, and they were like, uh, can Henry's parents please come? <laughs> and when they came, the parents came and went, why did you say your name was Henry? He was like, I like the name. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he didn't really quite get the concept, yeah. did he, about the lost children? Anywho, <laughs> uh, you guys are here to t- tell us all about Great British Mysteries, which yes. is the brand new show, uh, which you're going to take up to the fringe. Yeah, we're there all month. Yeah, oh, wow. amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. This looks super right up my street, exciting. What is Great British Mysteries about as a show? Well, it's a sort of... Uh, it's like a live mockumentary mm-hmm. um, presented by two pretty strange uh, presenters called Olive Bacon and Dr Teddy Tyrrell and they've spent um, years looking into all of the British mysteries that you know like the what is Stonehenge the Prince in the Tower um, the Tim Herman special you know we really <laughs> look into everything and to this show is a sort of best bits so we kind of have a have a countdown of the best mm-hmm. bits from these different episodes and then we show the full winning episode in all its glory, which is, of course, Loch Ness. Oh, ah. I was always fascinated by Loch Ness ah. as a kid. And I saw the movie, which convinced me, of course I will. So have Big you seen time. Loch Ness the movie? I haven't, no. I'm, I'm oh, it's like a little early 90s gem. Um, yeah, watched it the other day actually. Yeah. Oh my god. It's this little girl that lives in uh, in Scotland and um, she is friends with the Loch Ness monster with, with Nessie yeah because um, I think it's a is it like a, a journalist comes down um, yeah. he goes over to try and prove that Loch Ness is not real ah. makes friends with a little girl and um, and pretty keen on her hot mum as well oh yeah and he oh really he, he fancies her mum who's the innkeeper oh there's so many levels yeah. to this film it's a, it was a good little movie I think I watched it when I was around the same age as the girl and I used to and the thing that I always remember was the guy said oh I, I know what the Loch Ness monster sounds like Rawr! and she's like no it sounds like and it, it, they whistle so the Loch Ness Monsters whistle oh. so I used to go around all these lakes whistling as a child looking very weird but like in hope that some sort of monster would come out our Loch Ness Monster me- meows like a cat oh. and, that's uh, amazing and we spent about an hour on Spotify trying to find cat sound effects and eventually <laughs> Rose just went I'll just do it <laughs> so, it's me. so if you see the show the up. cat sound effect is actually Rose Robinson yep. fantastic Ooh. how did the Easter show come egg. about yeah it came about um, it's sort of a few different things in a way Um, so Will and I have always been talking about doing a show together that would involve lots of different tales and that would be presented by two oddballs Mm -hmm. but it was a very very loose idea Um, and then it was sort of all over one coffee back in October We we were saying what can these stories be we're completely stumped and then somebody suggested British mysteries, great British mysteries, and then it kind of splurged out from there. It was like it was that, yeah, it was the kind of uh, firework, mm. and then suddenly it was like, oh yeah, we could do blah, 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 Jack the Ripper, blah blah blah, and it kind of yeah, it snowballed a bit from there. Um, the character that I play, Olive, she is. I did a little bit of um, tried out some solo character st- sort of stand up like yeah character mm. character performance and um did a competition called funny women uh back in September oh, last I've heard year about that, yeah. which was great fun and so 
we sort of realised that she's probably the she she's exactly the kind of girl who would want to present Great British Mysteries. She's sort of really into the Tudors, uh, <laughs> loves a terrible ghost story, and it's yeah, just a very strange young girl. And this is almost like a few years later, if everything went to plan for Olive she'd be presenting Great British Mysteries. So it's a dream come true for her. And would you ever consider sort of transferring the show onto like a, a series, like a film TV series? Yeah, well, the whole thing is kind of done as though uh, it's been running for seven series. Oh, okay. So when you come into it, it's almost, uh, we play it that the audience is watching something that they know really well. So there's loads of references to things that you don't get okay. that hopefully work, uh, are sort of subtle enough that you know that you're not meant to get them, but they're very, uh, uh, yeah, they're very niche. So, and the confidence from Olive and Teddy is the confidence of people who've been doing very well for themselves for the last seven years. Um, so it's kind of done as a sort of fake TV programme and it's almost like you're in the, in the room. Um, and uh, yeah, we just wanted to do something that went across lots of different locations. It feels very filmic. The whole thing's kind of underscored all the way through mm -hmm. with like loads of old kind of film scores and Amazing. Hitchcock. And um, yeah, it's pretty weird. Um, but uh, it feels very filmic. We've tried to make something that feels like, um, like Strange But True or like uh, Most Haunted Live or, um, you know, those kind of old 1950s um, horror films that just have this really grainy feel to it. So everything's very low lit and very murky and very mysterious. And is this the first time you guys have gone to Edinburgh? It is as this, yeah, our company's the Cloak and Dagger Club and we've, yeah, this is our first show. We've been up in different ways like Will and I went up uh, a couple of years with a sketch show called Mixed Doubles and Joe came up with us last year yeah. and you've done several shows up yeah, there yeah Will and I were at uni together so our first Edinburgh was actually nine years ago this year Ooh, doing yeah. a kind of drama cra a terrible drama society show <laughs> um, and somehow we're still cracking on um, yeah. so we've all kind of done different things in different ways but it feels in a weird way like uh this is all of those separate ideas coming together I mean the whole thing is just a it, we've just every idea we've ever had mm -hmm. for the last um, 30 years yeah. <laughs> you kind of cra cram it into one show and did you ever find anything really cool out about like actual British mysteries that you are like oh I didn't know that because I've heard about Jack the Ripper I've heard about great no not Ness the great Loch Ness the great I'm just inventing Loch Ness. its name now the great, great Nessie, Nessie. Was there anything, a bit of history that you actually learnt yourself? Uh, there's, a, there's a guy called Scott who was, a, who was a kind of beginning of the century version of Attenborough. Um, so he would go round and he would be uh, the, the kind of nature guy, pretty well established. Um, the David Attenborough. Yeah, essentially, except he totally believed in the Loch Ness Monster. And he, it's a bit <laughs> like David Attenborough saying, um, being Attenborough, but then saying, I categorically believe in Bigfoot. Okay. And that just being a thing that we have to accept. So stuff like that is really weird, where you find out specific moments in history where what's really nice about these characters is that they just really want to believe, and it's kind of a show about whether you choose to believe or not um, in a silly sort of way. Mm. Uh, so stuff like that's really nice. Are you worried that people are going to um, maybe not get the subtlety that it's all characters believe and be like, well, did you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> lots of it's very subtle, but then there's lots, of, there's lots like, of big dick jokes as well. Oh, so, uh, okay. you know, it, it, it spans all... all it's, it's, uh, it big dicks. That is thing. the biggest great British mystery of all, isn't it? That's Indeed. It. Do they exist? Anyway, um, <laughs> 
Where can people see this if they want to? We're going to be on from the 2nd to the 28th of August up at the Pleasance Courtyard in the in the cellar. Ooh, that sounds very, like, theatrical. And yeah. And Shakespearean, the Pleasance Courtyard. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. And people can... Is, is it ticketed events so people can find tickets? Yeah, they're all online. Yeah, on the, on the Pleasance website or on the Ed Fringe website. Yeah, super exciting. So just to recap, we're talking about the great British mysteries going up uh, to Edinburgh Fringe this year at the Pleasance Courtyard. Courtyard. Yeah, I was like, oh, I forgot it already. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Don't ask me. Ask the website. That's what it's there for. Um, And have you got plans to take it if, if people can't go all the way up to Edinburgh? We're, we're doing our last preview in London on the 26th, which is at Leicester Square Theatre. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, that's two days before we kind of get the train up. So hopefully it's pretty close by then. Yeah. Preview. Rose. Is that like a, a super, super dress rehearsal? Or yeah, kind of. Um, it's, a, it's a dress rehearsal where um, some of it's always a bit new and maybe, maybe you'll never see it ever again. Mm-hmm. So I always try and think that if you're in an if you're in an audio, I mean everyone in, who's going up to Edinburgh previews um, across the summer, and sometimes they are literally people stood on the stage with the script reading bits out. But, Just, yeah. But the joy is if you pay a fiver, you may see something that will never be performed ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for good reason. But but, it, but equally, it might be a really kind of unique little happening that like you're in a room with thirty people uh, and Daniel Kitson. And then that will just disappear into nothingness. I actually think that there's going to be a movement because there is a huge technology movement about like recording the moment on your phone, having everything recorded, what you eat, what you do, what you whatever. I think there's going to be like a backlash of that over the next few years. And there's going to be like events where people go just to be like in the moment events where no technology is allowed, no selfies, no whatever. And that's what I think the one thing that live theatre still has because you can't really be like texting and tweeting away and being really engrossed in a live performance. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you're bang on. I think a bit yeah. like a bit like fashion, it's all going to go full circle. I, for mm. sure, is, and I think there even is. Um, I've heard about some gig venues who are actually trying to desperately stop the that being the, the thing that's out. going yeah. out. I'm just gesturing Kate with my Bush phone, did everybody. The Kate Bush had did. like a no phone. I think ah, you had to like give your uh, phones in at the beginning. Oh my gosh, that what mental? That would can you imagine being in charge of the phones? Like uh, I had an iPhone seven. Uh, like, yeah, it's an um, iPhone. Kate Bush has got it now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's a money making scheme. She's selling them off the back of the thing. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the things that I love, and I think that is why theatre is just forever ever going to be a thing because capturing it is in the moment and like you said each performance is different so you can go and see it on a Monday and see the same show on a Friday yeah. you're going to have little with that in mind has anything ever gone wrong? because uh, I love asking live everything live that's the we um, the juicy pet it's, there's lots of projections in it mm-hmm. and the timing of them is often uh, not quite right and there's a bit where uh, Queen Elizabeth I there's a sort of minute scene where over the scene, eventually the the joke, the whole punchline is that she turns into Noel Edmonds <laughs> and the projection slowly, there's this huge noise that goes like bam, 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 bam and the light goes into very dark red and Olive and Teddy do a really prolonged turn round and look at it and then turn back at the audience like what just happened? And the idea is that is Noel Edmonds somehow like a black adder character who's been propping up all these characters in history? And twice in two of the last <laughs> gigs, the Noel Edmonds face has been revealed 
instantly oh. and oh. the audience doesn't really understand what they're seeing <laughs> like, this is no but they just get an instant picture of Noel Edmonds with this kind of Jacobean rough on for, and without explanation um, and Rose and Will have to try and uh, try and address that <laughs> whilst delivering a minute's worth of dialogue that leads to a point that the audience has already seen oh god it's not ideal trying like backtrack that around <laughs> yeah have you uh, how are you remembering lines because that's one thing that always plagued me yes live line remembering i i find i i'm a bit very i'm a bit dangerously variable on it once i know it super super well absolutely fine but then actually I get to a point where I know it so well that I start thinking maybe I will have some sausages tonight yeah I think I will <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, just said, I just said sausages online yeah. <laughs> it's the moment you start thinking about what you've got to say and you lose it yeah when yeah. it comes so naturally yeah yeah were there any were there any mysteries that you discovered that you wanted to get in the show that didn't make it in we did want to get the Beast of Bobman in. Yeah. The main reason for that was because we were. <laughs> it was all in order to get Will, in, who has short blonde hair, into a long blonde mullet wig. And <laughs> <laughs> we also, we also, we uh, Will wrote a line which was dark more, more, more. How, How do, do you like, like it? it? How, How do, do you, you like, like it? it? <laughs> we really wanted to get that in, and unfortunately, that's that's not made it. Not made the cut. We're going to try and find a way. I think you should. I like that line. Well, all the best of luck uh, with The Great British Mysteries. If you just joined us, that's what we're chatting about. The Great British Mysteries is a new show. Half TED Talk, half mockumentary. Instantly, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what is that? Oh, I want to see that. I-, I love a TED Talk. Love a TED Talk. And I love yeah. a mockumentary. So this <laughs> sounds amazing. There you go. I also love the Loch Ness Monster. So if you're into all of that and oh, you well happen then. to be hanging around Edinburgh uh, with a spare... £10. Go see this show. So thank you so much guys for coming down. Thank you for having us. Um, I play lots of songs that are linked to movies or series that I'm like enjoying at the moment. So I'm going to go for... hmm, Oh, uh, this was from Baby Driver. I keep going on and on. You cannot shut me up about this film. It's so good. The soundtrack is amazing. And there was the... They had the original version of the song Tequila. And this is the remix called Tequila. So Mm. let's see. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think you're a bit nervous about what this is going to (laughs) be. We're going to play it. We're going to do it. Here it is. It's back row and chill. Fubar Radio presents... I just want to check the lyrics for CPR. What's CPR stand for? Come penis. Well, read it to us now. Uh-huh. Yo, dick brick hard like a metal. Uh, it's got three holes for it like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. I got three holes. I got three holes for it like a pretzel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tight as a virgin boy. Don't get me nervous. Mm. Tight. I'm here to serve you customer service, right? Right. I save dick by giving it CPR. Please don't do that. Like, please don't blow into it. Put my mouth on it like CPR. But CPR is blowing. Every Monday. Ian Boltzworth. From 2 p.m. Fubar Radio. You're listening to Fubar Radio. It's Back Row and Chill with Johanna James and Chris Keegan. And we've got our third and final guest of the show. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Who is it, babe? It's me! It's who is Jube <laughs> <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know. Um, you are. Introduce in- yourself. In- you're supposed to intro me. I'm your guest, Johanna. What is this? Come on. Jube Jube. Well, if I do, it's a bit weird. Okay. Um, it's You are a 
international online superstar. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. All right, let me have a go. <clears throat> Introducing the sexiest, chubbiest man on planet Earth. I just spat all over the microphone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right, I have to cut the music. Hi, guys. My name's JubeTube. Um, I make silly videos on the internet, and I'm going out with the gorgeous... Johanna James. Hey guys, finally got my boyfriend on the show. Um, welcome, welcome. What's going on? Bringing, bringing home to work and work to home. I feel like a third wheel here. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. is he needed? Are you, are I'll you just know? leave. I'll just leave you guys. <laughs> this really awkward moment just happened in the green room where Jube handed his cup of coffee to Chris, not realizing he's the co-host uh, and not one of the minions. Thanks here. for making yeah, me look yeah. bad. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Jube. Thank you. Thanks for that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm going to kiss you after the show. I promise. It was I will accept that kiss. Uh, welcome to Fubo Radio. For Thank anyone you. who's Thank you for like, uh, what 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 is what do you do online? All right. So basically, what I do is I make relatable, funny videos um, and take over the internet. We had around one billion views in the last year. My Facebook page is currently on one point five million. We've had um, sketches that have gone over a hundred million views. He's so modest. Um, <laughs> well, you asked me for the facts, and I'm merely <laughs> presenting numbers. The numbers do not lie. Um, no, yeah, we're doing really well at the moment. We went from absolutely nobody's to quite literally taking over the internet for half a year which I'm really really proud about mm-hmm. and where can people see your stuff where where should they um, literally just tap on Facebook and one of my videos should pop up no I'm joking um, <laughs> uh, it's at JubeTube so if you just type in G-O-U-B the f- first thing that should pop up is me so JubeTube just JubeTube yeah check it out get some cool vids where did the name come from and why the name because that's I was looking for a name for ages. My original name was Jew Brand BFG because at school people called me BFG and I wasn't quite aware of what the acronym stood for. Turns out... No, wait, wait, guess. What did it stand for? The only thing I can think of is Big Friendly Giant. Yeah, turns out it was Big Fat Jew Brand. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so people in the playground be like, BFG, BFG, and I was dancing along thinking it meant Big Friendly Giant. Yeah, turns out I was being bullied. Shade. Um, but then my friend was like, Jew Brand BFG, reading that as a username is Jew Brand Buffug. So, <laughs> so, so, so what is this actual word? Buffug. And then he was like, why don't you, I don't know, what, you're doing YouTube? Yeah, I was like, nah, Facebook. He's like, why don't you say JubeTube? I was like... <gasps> Like literally, birds flew. I, 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 it got King. it got hot in the room. I, like, it was just glowing. A beam yeah. of light from yeah, the sky. Quite, ah. I was like, tube, tube. Oh my god, that's my legacy. But people never say it like that, do they? No, they, they, call, they call me Goob. Both of us goob have a, tube. Yeah, well, there's no je in the English language. It's G or J. Mm. So there's no je. So they're just like Goob. Oi, Goob. Profit. <laughs> it's like, oh, goob, I love your videos. I'm like, yeah, it's Jube. It's Jube. We have the same thing. I, no one can say my name right either. You're Johanna. Johanna, it's not, yeah. It's not very hard, though, is it? Um, honestly, you wouldn't be surprised. It's Hannah with a J at the front. <laughs> yeah. I Johanna. Think, I think when we first met, I called you Johanna for quite a while. Yeah, but that is because that's my original name. Really? Yeah, that'd be why I introduced myself as Johanna. This is a revelation to me. Yeah, um, so uh, my name was Johanna, but then because of a mix up with equities, like the Actors Union, uh. they wouldn't let me have my own name, so I thought I'd be like, Really those funny. fucking monsters. <laughs> oh, can I can I can I swear? You can swear. Yeah. <laughs> you, those fucking monsters. I know, right? And uh, so I said, right, if I spell it with an A, can I keep my name? And they were like, go on then, fine. But now everyone thinks I'm Swedish or they're like, Johanna? Is Johanna. it Johanna? Johanna? Thanks for stealing my thunder on my name story, but yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Johanna on no. the Johanna show. Well it is the Johanna show. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, babe. Uh, so, what are you working on at the moment? All right. Trying to drink this coffee, but I didn't realise they put the sum in my mug. Um, all right, so currently, I'm not going as viral as I used to because 
what it was at first was I was just trying to get famous and we kind of got the Facebook fame now and now it's all about making money because I was window cleaning whilst I was making my videos so I had people snapchatting me through their window like hi goob tube uh, you're cleaning my windows and at the same time I'm like well this doesn't really f the image doesn't fit and that's not me trying to be like egotist egotistical or think I'm above a particular job but there's a narrative that I'm trying to portray and that's that I make funny videos online and I'm at the same time doing people's gutters and stuff. It just didn't work. I, I think it's great you're a gutter cleaner. Yeah, well, I wasn't making enough money, but it now... Was like, it was like a weird version of sort of Superman. You're, you're Clark Kent <laughs> and you're Jube Tube. you got all sparkly... Jube Tube in the evening. Pressure yeah. wash by day. day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could just like, rip open your shirt and slap your belly. There yeah, you go. But it, it was fun at first, but it's like I need to start making some real money. And now we started pulling in some serious cash. So it's just like we don't need to... I, don't focus on going viral anymore so now I'm trying to like find a balance and make money as well as create my legacy and make good content as opposed to just adverts so what, what's it about is it about building a brand I guess that sort of has to be the, the prime thing you build a brand to work around you've got you know YouTube people like David Dobrik and Philip DeFranco who have t-shirt businesses on the side is that what it's about from here on well it depends what kind of community you have as a fan base I mean for some people that may be it but for me it's more like I get more love out of people saying hello to me in my hometown. I'm a hero in my hometown, can you believe it, of silly videos. Um, it's more the legacy as opposed to, okay, yeah, the money's nice, but being loved for what you do as opposed to just making money and being hated as some social media people are. Mm. Um, I feel like if you're loved for something you do that you love, that's you being rich already without even needing money. As long as, yeah, as, that's can, the whole point of like a Tony or an Oscar or whatever. It's just appreciation. Yeah. Look, if I can pay my bills and make people laugh, fuck the money. It's cool. <laughs> I'm good to go. But um, yeah, legacy is key. I don't want to be hated. I want to be loved. That's it. Yeah, it's quite hard on the internet because there's um, there's sort of like two lanes you can go down, and one is sort of pranks and public menace, which <laughs> which are very 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 watchable. Um, even I. Um, sort of I do click on them mm -hmm, sometimes mm -hmm. um, and then you've got the sort of slightly harder way uh, which is sketches yeah because there are a lot you've got to think characters you've got narrative you've got joke actual punchline and jokes um, it's quite hard to keep everyone's attention in, in a world where like cats falling over and people getting pied in public is like the no, way nothing frustrates me more than sitting down for a good 24 hours writing out ideas subplots um, clever twists on reality how what kind of engagement are we going to get what conversation is going to happen in the comments and really be in depth and then someone falls down the stairs <laughs> and it's fake and they get 40 million fucking views yeah. just like you dumb idiots do you I mean do you guys follow much of the stuff coming out of LA have you have you sort of looked at David Dobrik for example he reinvented vlogging a little bit I, yeah we, tr we try to dabble but we found our lane and it's nice to try try and cross-convert following yeah. and all of that stuff, but it's just not our lane. It's like Ooh. saying to a tennis player, oh, what, have you tried a little bit of squash? It's just like, it's kind of the same, but it's really not, and I don't feel comfortable. That's I, fascinating. I, I can make a video and get more views than a movie would in a weekend. It's, That's crazy. I can meet up with my friends, film a vid, get it ed edited, and we get more exposure than the film does, and we do it with 200 quid, as opposed to a million pound budget. It's astounding how that can happen. It really is. Ridiculous. The power of social media is insane. David, what was he called you just said? David Dobrik. He's, I think I've heard of him. Is he like he, Gary Vee? He's, he's I, going I out with Liza, Liza, Liza. Liza Koshy, yeah. yeah. He's, he started off as sort of a daily vlogger, but he realised that actually vlogging his daily life was kind of boring, so Holy he started... <laughs> he started 
deliberately and actively scripting his vlogs. It's fake vlogs. Fake vlogs. We were going to do that, but it's fucking hard work. Yeah, and he does it. He does it every day. Does, he does it five it. days a week? It's obvious. I'm sweating right now. Oh yeah, I've seen um, David. Yeah, yeah. And he's one of the most. He's one of the most um, well sort of recognised uh, YouTubers at the moment. You're right, darling. We have to take. You, your <laughs> you can see the sweat patches <laughs> through my jumper. What is this? It's a lot of pressure. It's the curse of being chubby. It's not the pressure. Oh, I'm taking my hoodie off. That's it. Do it's it. Strip. It. Strip. Strip. Okay, <laughs> just me. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> um, yeah, I've thought about that. I mean, it is. That's what I like about the internet. Is like it has opened the floodgates. Yeah. Anyone has a chance. Absolutely. Not saying everyone can do it because not everyone's like watchable, but anyone has a chance if you put them effort in and proper grind at it. No, don't sell them a false dream. You've got, no, it's true. You've got to give them context. Though <laughs> it's not that easy. No, what no. you need is okay. What you're saying is anyone can go viral, which is true, but. What you need to know is not only do you need content that moves, you need a distribution platform. So, i.e., you've got your app, so Facebook, um, Snapchat, Musical.ly, wherever it is that you want to go big. But on top of that, you need distribution. So you need a share circle. On Facebook, when we drop a video, it's not like we drop a vid and, da-da, 88 million views. That never happens. That is incredibly rare. Um, What you need is big pages to share your stuff for you. But as well as that, even if you've got a share circle, if the content don't move, you're you're flogging a dead horse. There's a lot of there's a lot of technical business that people yeah. don't realise about the internet. I can, um, oh, sorry, I was going to interrupt. Go on. I'm just really excited to be on radio. <laughs> I can bra- Listen, guys, if you want to go viral, I'm about to break it down for you right now. Get a pen and paper because this is fucking real. Hang on, hang on. I'm you're about this to down. change your life. Yeah. Okay. I've okay. Got a pen. This I've got is what one. you need for a video to go viral: relatability. Likeability, shareability. What conversation is going to happen in the comments section? So, for example, boyfriend girlfriend pranks. When people make those pranks, they're expecting people to go, ha ha ha, this is amazing. What actually happens is people go, this is fake, this is fake. Um, And then obviously people jump in, like, no, it's real. And then that's a part of the conversation. That's an extra 10% engagement. And on top of that, people go, I wouldn't treat my girlfriend like that. I wouldn't treat my boyfriend like that. So it wasn't the intended conversation that you expected, but that's what's carrying the video over and tipping it over the 20 mil mark. So that's just the conversation. in the comments now you also got to think about your trailer i.e. your thumbnail and your caption how are you going to capture the attention of the audience you've got three seconds as soon as that video drops to keep maintain that attention see what I'm saying so there's, there is a way to do it but there's a formula then you need to get it right someone's had coffee <gasps> I mean, it's fascinating <laughs> I haven't got much time and I want to get all of the information out now because anyone can do it guys I'm not joking listen if you take some of those tips and you just work on it for a few weeks Two likes, five likes, ten likes a week. Before you know it, that starts to snowball. And out of nowhere, you go from 800 likes to 1.5 million likes. Everywhere you go, people are like, yo, Jew, what's going on? Trying to slap my belly. Well, not if they're called Jew, but... Yeah, Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) It is possible. You can chase your dreams. I was cleaning windows. Not that it's not... uh, um, a worthy profession to go down, but it was just something I wasn't good at. It was something that I would wake up and hate doing. Chase your dreams, and I promise you, if you keep trying every single day, there will be a breakthrough eventually. Or it may lead you down a different path. Inspiration Boom. from YouTube, Inspiration right there. YouTube. I feel like I feel like smashing some shit. Can I, <laughs> can I drop the mic? <laughs> no, it's very expensive. <laughs> Do not hit the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Cannot take him anywhere. Right, we're gonna go back to a little bit more music, and then we're gonna go into some film reviews because I think all of us have seen a lot of stuff this week that we want to have a little chat about. Okay, so I think I'm gonna go on um 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 um. Oh, a bit of Tom Jones. Let's do a bit of Tom Jones. Yay. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a Tom Jones fan. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. That was brilliant. Uh, this is also from uh, Baby. No, it's not from Baby Driver. It's from Glow on Netflix. Loving this. This is about Ryan Chill. Back row. 
and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We're back. It's the last part of the show. What, what was that noise? That was just the foobar uh, sexuals yeah. noise. Yeah, that's yeah. Stop in... doing that. Your boyfriend's it. Oh, <laughs> behave. Uh, right, it's Johanna James co-hosting with... Chris Keegan. Today. Uh, it's the last half of the show. Normally, Lucy Patterson comes in and does some film reviews, but she's broken a toe or a foot or something. She's broken something. Um, get better soon, Lucy. So, as her replacement, I've invited down Kevin Kruler. Welcome. Hello there, guys. How are you doing? He is a huge <laughs> film buff, and we often talk about film, and I was like, you know what? I need to get you on my show, because we can definitely talk. And uh, Jube Jube is still here sweating. <laughs> Where's the fucking chicken? <laughs> that is uh, that's his tagline. Oh, I've dreamt about hearing that in real life. I'm going to get that on my gravestone. <laughs> I'll put it on there, babe. Don't worry. Thank you. What, what are you insinuating? I'm going to die first? Yeah, you smoke more than me, and... Me. <laughs> how about you reveal to your listeners how much more of an unhealthy lifestyle I have? <laughs> Thanks, Joanna. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. She just got, got vegetarian, so... I've just so gone vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> have you explained to them why you're vegetarian now? Um, yeah, I think I did it in last week's show. I watched a film on Netflix called Okja, O-K-J-A, um, and it's about this uh, fictional super pig um, and it growing up uh, with this daughter of a farmer and when it comes to be slaughtered she 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 can't let it go and she chases it to new york and she saves the pig and it actually it parallels what actually goes on in slaughterhouses and abattoirs and as soon as i watched the film we cried we cried we, we <laughs> <laughs> sharp channel <laughs> i tell you about telling people about that stuff. a tear was shed yeah. and i decided afterwards i just didn't feel right eating meat i was like you know what i just don't want to eat stuff with a which face. is brilliant for me because then she walks in with hummus and carrots <laughs> i'm 100 kg hummus and carrots doesn't feed me and a bit of falafel (laughs) alright so Kevin welcome this is the part of the show where we do film reviews we talk about what we've seen what we think shit what we think's not everyone can go around and we can just discuss what we've seen Um, and I've got a little um, I've got a little quiz for you guys as well sounds good to me it's wild in here isn't it we're getting crazy right now so Kevin do you you want to start Um, what have you seen this week well why not um I'm alone the movie ranger was actually mean that <laughs> one I'm going alone to the movies because I really hate when people just talking to my ears like oh you, you know what's going to happen right now and I'm like yeah I'm trying to figure out I watch a movie <laughs> <laughs> do you like going alone that's fine I go to some more it was a fun time last time I went to the new Spider-Man Homecoming movie oh. and yeah. uh, it was amazing and I'm sitting on a VIP chest right in the middle when one guy by himself walking see right next to me and I'm like my man I know what you feel <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about Spider-Man Homecoming? Um, well, if we go into the comic version or are we going to like a Marvel Cinematic Universe version what they just built up, for the Cinematic Universe, that's good. For the comic version, let's not really go into that. I know in the Rotten Tomatoes, they went to 94%. Yeah, that's mad. 94% of Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it, went, it went far, but I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed every single moment of the movie. But it wasn't what I expected. Peter Parker, that's not as the Peter Parker as in the comic. The Spider-Man, yes. The Spider-Man has this funny arrogance, what he has in the the comic as well. The Peter Parker is very childish in in the movies. Well, I know I can can relate, you know, the the new why was coming up as well. But they changed a lot. They changed the characters. They changed the character appearance as well. Well, you know. They did. um, They... they, Because... 
I my uh, favourite Spider-Man was the one that when I was a teenager, which was the Tobey Maguire. Yes, and yeah. Kirsten Dunst because I was a big fan of them. And so when I think of Spider-Man, I kind of think of that. Um, but you have to just put that away when you're watching Homecoming because it's, it is a different universe. It's a different version, and they they played around with the ethnicities of a lot of the characters, which some some people are like. Mm. Don't think you should touch that. Uh, Mary Jane should be a ginger and whatever. Um, well, she, the, the talk recently is that she's not even Mary Jane. It was just a tip of the hat well, to Mary was, Jane from the MG, comics, apparently. So oh. I would suppose it was Mary Jane. That's what I thought as well. But yeah, apparently in an interview afterwards, it was just a nod, just a tip of the hat. Oh, it was just a nod. She wasn't trying to be Mary Jane. But are they just saying that, you know, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They, they could say anything, anything yeah. Yeah. Jube's <laughs> yeah. like, I haven't seen this film, so I do not have a lot to say. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was, I was actually thinking about chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well distracted, my bad. Uh, do you think about chicken more that now I'm a veggie? It's like a pressure. Do you feel like you have to compensate for my lack of eating meat? No, because I, I really don't care whether you eat it or not. I will eat chicken. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, um, Spider-Man, um, I, I really liked it. And it was the first time that they had an actual teenager playing a teenager. So it was before it was like, Spider-Man, who's actually 28, still in high school with his 29-year-old girlfriend. Um, so I liked the fact that he was actually a kid. Uh, yes, so, uh, for, yeah. for the movie in this part, that's, that's fine. But we can't forget that in the comic, it's not only a teenager Spider-Man, Peter Parker actually acting as, as an adult as well in uh, some of the comic part. And mm-hmm. that's when the first Spider-Man movie came out that Tobey Tobey Maguire, he nailed it. The Spider-Man wasn't good, but Peter Parker, as an adult Peter Parker, he was great. Yeah. He was amazing. Mm. Um, I think overall it was really, really good, and I would definitely recommend going to see it. That's a mm. yep. Indeed. Uh, I think Michael me. Keaton just oh, nailed it. Amazing, isn't he? Okay, but he's a great actor. He's a fantastic fun. actor. Yeah. So um, overall, that gets yep. a yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where's that button? I didn't see the what? coming, right? <laughs> do you want some chicken? Yep. <laughs> Cheese! <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, All right, yep. Ask me, ask me. Okay, what did you go and see, darling? Okay, so what I went and watched was a. Um, we went and watched. What we went and watched, pardon me, was a uh, pornographic parody of a war <laughs> film called uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates. So, as opposed to... No, I'm joking. That was an awful joke that bombed. So, <laughs> uh, what I went and watched... I got excited. Was, shut up. I got excited. Come on. Ooh, <laughs> oh, using Stormzy to pile your boyfriend live. <laughs> <laughs> cool, I remember that. Uh, me and Johanna went and watched um, Planet of the Apes. Odeon gave us our own cinema screen to watch... Planet of the Apes, which is pretty damn cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the last one. Have you seen it? The Dawn. Well, Brilliant. Dawn. Which, la- which last one are we talking about? Dawn, Dawn of the Dawn Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, right. Brilliant film. I was just like, how are we going to top this? And they nearly did with this one, which is War for the Planet of the Apes. I thought that it was very well thought out. Um, the action was incredible. It was very emotive. The way they made... Um, you could understand the emotions coming from the chimps. And that's when you really... You see... When people say that we come from monkeys, obviously we don't, but you can see so many like physicalities and the idiosyncrasies and facial expressions. And you know, you become an ape in yourself. (laughs) I'm not even joking. It brings it out of you. You become an ape yourself and you really feel for them. And just like with Okja, how it made you feel like I don't want to eat meat anymore. We left the cinema like after watching something really profound. It, it, It echoed that I don't want to like ruin it for people, but there were scenes in the film that echoed, um, the Holocaust. 
when um, the monkeys are trapped in uh, prison and there were other like racial um, slavery yeah yeah, yeah there's like undertones that. of like slavery and stuff like that and it was very very powerful and emotive and I love the way they did it but the action scenes were incredible but it's not a massive but but you know it's 2 hours 20 minutes that's that's pretty damn long, so I felt like my attention span was just yeah. like... I got lost in it. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was amazing. The CGI is stunning. It's and possibly the best CGI I've ever I, seen. I mean, even it. if you think Great. about Spider-Man Homecoming, there are even a couple of moments where you're like, mm, CGI Spider-Man right there. Yeah. I never once was thrown out of mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a, 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 a two-hour app epic action movie. There are these wonderful moments of stillness and dialogue, and Woody Harrelson just, again... Amazing. As usual, yeah, as, as usual, he, he's one of the greatest actor I saw yeah. in Skin. Started as well. out as a weird little guy on Cheers, and now <laughs> incredible actor. Yeah, I I loved it. So it was like I couldn't really fault the movie. It was it was really brilliant. If you have the two hours and a half or whatever it takes to go and see it, definitely. It was a great movie indeed. Like I don't doubt that. But when I was asking, like, which are we talking about? I don't know how many people saw the back, like the old, old version, the, the original, original. originals. Doctor Ni- says, Doctor says. <laughs> 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 yeah. Nineteen sixty-eight. They started the the first movie, and it was a remake as well. But you know, it's gonna sound interesting. In two thousand and one, they made a remake, and mm. it was. I liked it. It was a huge failure, but I liked it, <laughs> and I was so angry. Like they end up, they end the movie with like a huge open, and I'm never gonna know what's happened. <laughs> it was so annoying. Guys, <laughs> still I annoying. <laughs> I happened to find uh, War for the Planet of the Apes nine interesting facts about the franchise that you didn't know. Ooh, all right. Okay, so let's go for. Um, so it was back in the nineteen sixties. Um, a makeup test was the turning point in the 20th century Fox because the makeup for the original movie was at the time phenomenal a breakthrough yeah um, it was yeah it was real actors being put with like prosthetics that looked like monkeys um, so Planet of the Apes actors Charlton Heston and Edward G. Robinson appeared in the makeup screen tests with James Brolin and Linda Harrison and at the time the test all oh, the makeup the screen test reportedly cost £5,000 to shoot uh, but this helped the former vice president to dish out £5 million for the film okay so they, they had to put in five grand to do a screen test to convince and then they the got producers the budget for it. and then they got five million back out you think Charlton Hesman could have put up the five million himself he was rich back then I think the makeup for the original movie cost around 500 grand sounds how much oh, that's wow. how much Johanna spends a week on her, her makeup oh cheers ah. babe cheers but it's worth it uh, but the budget was reported one million oh, okay um, so yeah that's a lot of money on makeup Can that's a lot of moolah that? I wonder if it, what, what makeup brand actually did the makeup of the has anyone ever been to Comic Con and they've seen the guys who actually put on the prosthetic and they in the flesh it's the most bizarre thing I turned around and they had the most amazing it's ridiculous I, I did a, a little promo event for Resident Evil a couple of weeks back and I got turned into a zombie and I just had my face covered in prosthetics yeah. for it was a pain in the backside but it was great fun Ooh, can you move your face uh, I could, but like the more I move my face, the more it disconnected no. from my skin. Right. Well, you you could be a great zombie then, just get like ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not bad, Kev. Not bad. While uh, shooting the 1960s movie, the cast discovered something unusual would happen at lunchtime on set. While the actors were still in their costumes, and they ranged from chimpanzees, orangutans, gorillas, and humans, they found themselves segregating according to species. Shut the front door. <laughs> wow. So you, the actors and the producers were confused, but uh, everyone um, just seemed to segregate. Into Is that true? Apparently so. Racism. I think I've heard that. Wow, before, yeah. it's 
already started. Yeah. Racism <laughs> amongst apes. And uh, to conclude, uh, the producer of the new film um, saying that the movie is complete. Because we were uh, at the end, we were like, oh, is there going to be another one? Mm. Is this the end? Because it feels like there's kind of an end to a story here. They say it is not the end. Uh, it is the complete movie cycle of, of this of this section of the movies but they are, there is scope for many more stories so they've, Get in. they've left space however one thing they are not going to do is they are never going to remake the original so they're never going to go back that's and touch I'm kind of on board with I'm that I'm not happy I'm not happy with why? that why? are you guys purists? don't, don't, yeah, I, I'm don't not, ruin an original <laughs> movie like yeah you're that. right though part two's <laughs> never seem to do well I'm not a purist but you know get your damn hands off me you dirty ape <laughs> <laughs> you can't, can't beat that you know <laughs> that wasn't bad thank you <laughs> there, I'm trying to do my best um, right so um, we're going to come back with a couple more uh, of these Planet of the Ape tidbits uh, in a moment I'm just going to go quickly to she said tip oh <laughs> Beep. Oh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we can swear on the show, Kevin. It's fine. But thanks. Anyway. All righty then. <laughs> uh, we're just going to go uh, from a little bit more from the soundtrack of How Not to Be Single, and we'll be right back on background. <laughs> back row and chill with Johanna James on Fubar Radio. We're coming into land now on Back Row and Chill. Um, I have prepared a little movie quiz since we're all like well into film. Um, so how it's going to run down, I'm going to play you a couple seconds of a soundtrack from a movie. Um, think of a buzzer. Um, and if you know, if you think you know what it is, just like shout your buzzer out and uh, we'll just see how this Wait, goes. Wait, shouldn't we... What, what was the buzzer? Yeah. Like buzz. Yeah, that can, so that's your one. That's Kevin. <laughs> What's yours? Do it. Buzz. Um, I don't know. Fubar. There we oh, go. Yeah. <laughs> there you on go. brand. On oh, brand. you can't do yours because you're doing the... Yeah. All right, mine's gonna be like, "Where's the fucking chicken?" <laughs> if you would like to, yes, that'll be your. That'll be your. Am one. I peaking the mic when I scream like that? Yeah. Fantastic. You're They're saying no. You're saying yeah. You're spitting oh. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. We're gonna give it a go. And technology. Okay. Uh, let's 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 have a look. So okay. All right. The first one is this. Fuba. Where's the fucking chicken? Oh, oh, damn it! The Godfather. It is indeed the Godfather. Well done, Chris. Thank you. Uh, we don't have the technology Uh-oh, to... Oh, tube's eyeing me. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to enjoy each one uh, to the end. Okay, number two. Where's the fucking chicken? <sighs> Independence Day? No! <laughs> 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes, it oh, is! Oh, come on! Wow, I'm just bam, sitting bam. in here. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Kevin. I know, right? Armageddon, or what did I say? Independence Shh. Day. Number three. Fuba. Back to the future! Of course, Chris. Alright, can we can we ban him from playing? Oh. Chris is taking the piss, he's gonna obviously see the answers. You haven't even seen I the movie. I promise I'm not looking. I haven't seen the movie to be What? Fair. I know. Number Dumb. four. Oh, oh, where's the fucking chicken? Austin Powers! Yes! Yeah. I, I nearly <laughs> shouted Austin Powers! <laughs> I slapped the table. Alright, okay. Which one of our viral videos did that feature in? I'm joking. Okay. I have no idea. Where's the fucking chicken? Uh, Beverly Hill Cops! It is! Oh my god, I will fall out! Wow! Come on, Kevin! Kevin. I know, right? I'm sitting in here. I didn't even hear the song yet. (laughs) Okay, you can get the next one, Kevin. (coughs) Number six. Fucking chicken! Oh, that was all of you. Go on. Kevin, let Kevin have it. Shining. No! Oh Oh my my fucking chicken! American Psycho! No. Psycho! Yes! What's the what? difference? American Psycho, Christian Bale. I'm here. about to shit on this chair <laughs> right now. Wow, okay. I should get half a point for that. <laughs> I, I said a completely wrong one. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over shitting myself in here. Okay, here we go. Where's the fucking chicken? Yeah. 
a perfect world? I have no idea. This is so familiar. Where's the fucking chicken? Forrest Gump. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say Zelda Ocarina of Time. Lion King! Yes! yes. yes. Oh, I, I thought that was Jungle Book. <laughs> I would have fucked that up. We should have gone Facebook Live for this. Right. Fuba! Uh, Mission Impossible! <laughs> Oh, oh wow! I was gonna say James Bond too. <laughs> number ten, coming up soon. Okay, number ten. Fubar, Indiana Jones. Oh my God, he's so good! Can that's we hear the song? No, that's great. Peeking the mic, babe. I am peeking the mic, am I? <laughs> A little bit. Fuck okay. it. Get used to it. It's Doom Tube in the house. Oh, this is what I do. I scream. Shh. Oh, where's the fucking chicken, Jules? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so oh got my one. god! <laughs> well, hold on a second. Oh, now I understand. The the, the headphone wasn't even on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Number twelve. Fuba. Friday the thirteenth. No. No. Oh, uh, where's the fucking chicken? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Shit. Fuba. Halloween. Yes. Oh. Damn it! It's like tennis. <laughs> it was brilliant. <laughs> Fuba, Superman! You need to go on TV. I'm really You this. have a talent, my friend. <laughs> yep. Me and you should have gone head-to-head -head on this. Uh, okay. Alright, we're not doing that bad. Where's the fucking Fuba. chicken? Tarzan! Fuba! Pirates of the Caribbean! Tarzan! <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> okay, number 15. Ooh. Where's the fucking chicken? Pink Panther! Well done! Ooh, wow! That's good! It's that jingle! I didn't even know you knew what that oh, was! Oh baby, like. I'm on fire! And it's not even syphilis this time. <laughs> now, now I'm sweating for God's sake. <laughs> Number 16. Fubar, James Bond! Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Kevin. I know, right? I'm a low ranger, right? I know. Well, Kevin, we're going to give you a chance yeah. on this one. Okay, yeah. Kevin, you can... Oh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings! Yeah. Come on! <laughs> okay, oh, we're, get, we're coming into close. Number 18. What's the fucking chicken? Uh, the good, bad, the ugly. You like your cowboy film. Ow! Second best cowboy film after Django. I said it. Django's great. They used Rick Ross mm. in a cowboy film. That is just. You, <laughs> you've got balls, Quentin Tarantino. Number 19. Where's the fucking chicken? Oh, Rocky! Right, number 20. Foo Bar Jurassic Park! Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I got two points. <laughs> I think you got one, Kevin. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 who? Stop! Oh, <laughs> I, think, I think we all got that. <laughs> I do know a friend whose guy asked to go down the aisle to that. She was like, no. <laughs> Fubar Character Fire. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> I hate What's losing. So I hate losing. I lost a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Number 23. Oh, Phantom of the Opera? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! I swear, I had it 
organ. I was like, fuck it. I was buzzing. Where's the fucking chicken Harry Potter? Oh, you're getting close now. Where's the fucking chicken Harry Potter? Yeah. That's the prequel. Right. Where's the fucking chicken Harry Potter? It's a legitimate question. Number 25. Oh, shit. Uh, Food Bar Transformers? Nope. Alright, you're not allowed to answer now. <laughs> Kevin, have you got anything? I'm fucked. I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can we continue the song for a second? No. What was it? It was Terminator. Oh, oh my god. god. Oh, okay, and the final that. one for a thousand points. Jeez. <laughs> wow. Uh, let's go for it. Where's the fucking chicken? Shaving Ryan's privates. No. Okay. Anything? Can you guess? Can I you guess, Kevin? Come on, mate. You need this. Come on. It's so familiar. Shoot, come on, guys. Come on, guys. All right, can we do one more time the 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 soundtrack? No. <laughs> I can't, can't right. forward it. I don't know. <laughs> Avengers. Yes! Oh my god. What? Yes. For a thousand what? points, Kevin's the winner! Slow down, slow oh, down. He can't answer one thing right and then become the winner, Jamie. Uh, it's my game's my rule, my so, shit. Okay, so you're Stalin. Fantastic. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was the third. <laughs> um yeah. Did you tally up who got So who, one thousand two points. <laughs> you uh it, well Obviously it, Chris won. It was very, very close. Um, but he could look Kevin, over your shoulder and see the answer. Kevin won with a thousand. I, oh no. this is not good. <laughs> no, Stewards inquiry. He genuinely did. I'm, I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> I know. I, I wasn't. I you surprised me. I know. Honey. You're looking at me different, babe. I know. Guys <laughs> hey. are standing me on. I don't know. I feel so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And uh, Chris, thank you for being an amazing co-host. Oh, what, so are, we, are, we, are, we are we done? Uh, right we now? are coming into land now. So yeah. do, do we invoice you or do we invoice <laughs> Fubar? I'm a thousand pound per I thought, minute. I thought this cash in hand. I thought this cash in hand. We could do cash in hand. The tax man doesn't need to Actually, that works for me as well. Well. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll sort it after the show, guys. Be professional. <laughs> be professional. Um, oh my gosh! As always, we kind of end up running out of time. We've got so much, but don't worry. We'll be back next week on Friday, which I think me and you are going to be <gasps> riding the whole oh, show. Oh, what? They're allowing me to come back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Those Brave. fucking idiots. Brave. <laughs> so tune in next week, 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. And tell all your friends, and you know, make sure that your nan chooses it. Maybe not your nan. Uh, someone a bit younger than that. And um and and what was that? Producer. Great, thank and you guys. Bye. Um, and okay, I'm gonna go for my my last song, which is from. Oh my gosh, I've forgotten what film it's from. Is it from Full Monty? Next week you're gonna be singing all the songs <laughs> a cappella in the studio. Uh, no, this is I can't take my eyes off of you featuring Walk Off the Earth. And um, next week I will tell you <laughs> where, <laughs> where the hell this is from. Uh, this has been Back Road Chill. Have a have a nice weekend, guys. You're just too good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.